Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film, Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. And I'm Mike Josick from For Your Consideration and a podcast named Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Mike, uh, great to have you back. How have you been? It's good to be back. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's just, just you and I this time, and you can kind of be considered a co-host slash guest. Woo-woo! Uh, Promotion! Yeah, <laughs> that's what other people have t- talked about. There's there's no actual pay increase, though. <laughs> can, I, I'll double your pay. I'll triple it. Things times zero are still zero. Um, it's a joke. Um, math jokes. One, wonderful. Um, so, uh, math yeah, jokes this, are good. Yeah, this is, uh, it's been a f- quite a few weeks, maybe a couple, few months even, uh, actually, uh, since I think you're last on with, uh, good old Dave. Um, but, uh, this is minute 88 today and it starts with Leslie learning the truth and ends with Penny, then William leaving. So they're, uh, they're in this, uh, you know, restaurant we've talked about last two or three minutes, I think here, <laughs> um, uh, the, the, uh, Max's. Um, uh, Kansas City. Uh, 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 was it steak, lobster, and chickpeas? Um, <laughs> basically guaranteed yeah. to have a brush with greatness every time yeah. you go in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you know much about it? Uh, well, just from listening to the uh, the commentary with Cameron Crowe, okay, uh, right. and his mom, and he cool. was talking about uh, there's a number of places kind of uh, along the the coastline where you could basically go there. They were hotspots for, you know, bands touring and stuff. Uh, I think he said the, I think it was the Regency Hyatt or maybe just the Hyatt. Yeah. Uh, Lobby was one of them. Um, and Max's Kansas City was another one. Um, he talked about his own experience there with uh, with Lou Reed, where he kind of embarrassed himself being a big fan of Lou Reed. And Lou Reed just kind of like, shoot him away. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, I guess, would do that to you, you know? Well, to he's be not, fair... He's not too coddling of a type of person, doesn't seem like. I mean, Cameron, I think, was still fairly young at the time. Yeah. And uh, he went up to him and he was like, Hey, Lou Reed, you're awesome. Do you know I got an article on Rolling Stone? They're giving me the cover. It's Jackson Brown. I wrote that. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I can see Lou going on yeah, after, yeah. you know, not, not, not being too agreeable at that point when bringing up someone like Jackson Brown to him. Yeah. I don't know much about the places like now contemporary as far as contemporary. Like I think we had, yeah, even last, last, well, actually I think it's at this point, I think I'm, I'm, I'm taking the week. I've just come back from taking last week off, but two weeks ago we had our crazy little April fool's day prank jokey thing going on with uh, the great people from uh, um, this means something, the close encounters a minute, uh, essentially, um, uh, Chris and Tierney. And, uh, yeah, what, what they had to say, I think they had some interesting things to say about the place. And even the week before that, uh, Joe, Joe and I, uh, Joe had some, uh, thoughts too, but you know, I mean, one, I'm mean, one of the, I mean, you know, there's certain aspects of the way it looks. It's like, uh, it's, it's kind of on the plain side. I, I would think it would be a little bit more dressed up, but it wouldn't be any kind of, quite as craziness as we're used to from the nineties on, I think roughly maybe, uh, with, you know, the hard rock cafe or your, or even your typical like Max and Irma's outback or any of those <laughs> with all the stuff that they put on their walls. But this is a lot plainer and it's also a lot, you know, 
qui- a bit quieter in a sense, I think, as far as like music playing. We did seem to have some diegetic music in the in the um, uh, uh, director's cut, the untitled um, that I talked about with Joe. Um, and and I think I think Chris and Tierney didn't even talk about the music that was on in the background, very light, which Joe and I also talked about a little bit. That was um, uh, uh, free uh, freeze um, wishing well, but. You know that's gone away. I think a little bit in the sometime, some point in the last, that last minute, and at this minute, it's we do have the the very this very important song for the for these next two and a half minutes, roughly. I think um, of Elton John's uh, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters, but it is it it clearly we clearly find out. I think essentially next minute, um, which I'll I'll say it now. It's it's not diegetic. <laughs> it is not in the scene. <laughs> It is, is clearly we, we continue to hear. I mean, maybe it could be diegetic, but it, it becomes not diegetic. That's for damn sure. Not diegetic, so, but thematically relevant. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, some of the stuff I have to say about that, especially next minute, a little bit this minute, I think. But we can find some things. But I think the next minute, when we have a dialogue less minute, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's even more. Uh, spot on some of the some of the choices that I think Cameron makes in the in the interesting editing that, that happens as well, and I think we even get a little bit of that a little bit of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's 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 all starting with uh, Leslie, you know that, and that I've, I've been going on crazy about her for the past five minutes or so, or maybe even before that, before she actually showed up. I knew I was mentioning that she was coming up, that she was going to appear, and it's Russ, and because she was being talked about, um, Russell's. Ex-wife, now girlfriend, <laughs> maybe to be wife again, <laughs> maybe fiance or something. I don't, I don't know exactly for sure the exact status, but uh, you know, it's, it's she's played by Liz Stauber. I don't even know how much I'd said that before, and just a little bit. She even reminded me a little bit of in watching this minute, especially uh, the the, um, the 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 lead actress in uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Who is that? Uh, Carrie Mulligan. Um, if yes. you've seen that, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm getting some vibes from her, especially this minute. I think with with what she says here at the very beginning. I always got such a like. She she doesn't have a large role, but she's got a really strong presence in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, there's kind of this Maris vibe, like from Fraser. Oh is... yeah! Wow. Because like, <laughs> she's really. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, people kind of fear her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of doesn't fit sort of the rock and roll lifestyle, but, you know, she's yeah. obviously somebody that is there and in it, and Russell fell in love with her, and Jeffrey fell in love with her. and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we and, don't know that. We don't really know that yet. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet, yeah. No. Although there is no. there is the look that Jeff gives her near the end of the, uh, of the minute. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. She she's got a coldness to her, and there's there's this you know gravity to her, and and I mean so much of this this minute in general is about faces and expressions and looks, um, but she to me feels like the the center of gravity in a way yeah. mm. to the whole scene. Yeah, because, she's a black hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sucking all the light in. <laughs> And there's there's sort of there's kind of this attempt at some joyousness and celebration because of, you know, they're just they're having fun. They're having dinner at Max's. And then uh, there's the whole 
idea of getting the cover and but none of that outweighs <laughs> her presence and the fact that Russell's there and Penny's there and Leslie's there. Yeah, and I think one one thing I'd want to point out, uh, just uh, you know, it's it, it's the fourth one in the IMDb known fours. <laughs> you know, I've, I, well, the third one is Three Kings, which I know I definitely saw that at least the one time. You know, probably on video, you know, on on video the year after it came out. I wasn't in theaters at that point in '99, whole bunch. Um, but uh, uh, the 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 four years later after this in 2004, The Village. Which I just rewatched again. I mean, I love, I really love that movie. Um, uh, but she's playing some one of the characters, probably one of the well, not kid. She's four years past this, but uh, Beatrice, who whichever character that is, I don't know. I don't know all the names of the characters that well, but it's hard enough to wrap in your head around a, a bit about trying to think about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's just I hadn't really talked much. I don't think we had gone into much about her really actress but uh, that's what i got for this one i think at this point as far as the actor yeah yeah i like her i like what i like what she brings to it it's something that that i, I really like about mm-hmm. a, a lot of the characters in the film who just have these bit parts like even a bit part in a crow yeah. film <laughs> yeah. is still yeah. like a real human being and uh and they're memorable like they're only there for a few minutes but mm-hmm. you're they're not just background um, until they are kind of with a little bit, I, I will mention two things from last minute that I wish I kind of got to talk a little bit about and didn't, I heard, certainly heard uh, plenty about, they, they talked about the Beatles a bit, a good bit, um, the comparison that, that, that Jeff bakes and try, try, they, they work, they work through that pretty well. I like that uh, a lot. Uh, I got, I got to edit that episode as well, just so y'all know <laughs> out there. Um, but, um, I didn't. I didn't get to hear it for the first time on my own. <laughs> that would have been really <laughs> trippy and weird. But, uh, um, but the other the other thing you, you mentioning background really really brings it to mind is is uh, uh, in that minute Beth from Denver is standing there next to Penny for the you know briefest of a shot, and then she's gone. Like like it it, it zooms out. You know after cutting back to William or Russell, one of the two. For just a second or so, it zooms out. It's it, go, it goes back to a more zoomed out shot, and Beth from Denver is gone. <laughs> She's out of the frame um, that quickly um, somehow. But uh, and and I really don't. Oh, I really don't think we see her again either. You know, she's very. You know, her and that Estrella or Estrella, they they, uh, they both kind of. Uh, replaced each other i think at different points because i think she does come back in a little bit um but so one of the huge things here is leslie says she's not with any of you guys is she so she's the last minute she said who is that girl and and that's oh that's the one other thing (laughs) i almost for almost was sure that tyranny would have because she even says it for like the, the starts and ends with or something and maybe and 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 uh Leslie saying, who, who is that girl? Made, makes me think of Madonna. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought Tierney was going to say that, but maybe she's just not as into Madonna in that. And that was, that was a big movie for her as well. It was back huge, in, yeah. Back in the 80s. really propelled her <laughs> um, even more so than just her um, music. Um, but so then in my transcript that I gave to you, Mike, I said, every guy says, yeah, she's with me. <laughs> In yeah. my own, in taking notes, I had to note 
except Russell. <laughs> and that's that's the awful thing that happens here. You know, b- between every other guy <laughs> saying <laughs> saying that and then realizing they just all screwed up. <laughs> Russ, Russell is the one that doesn't say <laughs> doesn't say it. I mean, theoretically, yeah. he shouldn't be saying it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it could have it, it just it could have just uh, been a little bit of honesty from him, maybe. In a it's sense. one of those it's one of those cases mm-hmm. where like the silence is deafening. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Dick, I mean, it's like you just like you see this profile of him, and he puts his fingers to to like the sides of his nose. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a coke thing, but <laughs> maybe. But it's but it's to me, it's just it's just it's like oh shit, I gotta go clean this up, <laughs> kind of. Yeah gesture and, and that's when he gets up and whew. um and also at this point uh mona lisa's and my hatters i mean really just like six seconds in i mean it, it, it starts in and 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 you know it, it's right in on a lyric that isn't the start of the song <laughs> you know it's it's it, like i was saying a few minutes ago that cameron really does some interesting things somehow cameron or someone else on his team whatever editing audio editing just really does a pretty crazy job of of getting the right or certain lyrics, you know, uh, to 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 be being sung from the music yeah. at the right times, fitting fitting sometimes with things that are going on, and it's it's just amazing what they do, how how they cut up the song. I had forgotten that song was in yeah. this scene. Mm. And when I sat down to watch these minutes, uh, it was a really pleasant surprise because uh, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's is probably my favorite Elton John song. Yeah, that, that, that's why I was coming to and rewatching these minutes over and over again. Like, okay, I have to listen to the whole song at least once here before I come on. I'm like, yeah. this is such a great song. It, I mean, it it takes the cake. I mean, as far as just, just a song on its own, takes the cake over from tiny dancer and and many other i think i mean the only thing that i think could give it a run for me would be like you know funeral for a friend loves love lies bleeding which is his most progressive (laughs) i think sound probably but um yeah it's it's as a simple you know verse chorus verse you know straight ahead kind of song you know mostly mostly piano and and we get something else coming in next minute so may, may may save that but um, it's yeah, also interesting it's, to note it's become that become my favorite just by doing this. As of, uh, I think he said in the commentary, they started doing it on Jerry Maguire. I know there's Ooh. a number of filmmakers yeah. who will play music on set yeah, while people sure. are acting, and uh, and he said they actually used Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's for this scene. Wow! So Kate is <laughs> Kate is actually acting to Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, and yeah. So yeah, so her acting here gets crazy because you know Dick is saying something to her. He must. I mean, yeah, you want to take, <laughs> give a take as to what you think he must be saying to get these reactions from her. Well, I get the feeling he's probably just being very politic and and telling her that you know she has to leave because Leslie's there and it's awkward and whatever. And yeah, I mean, you kind of see a little bit of playful defiance in Penny's face. You kind of see a little bit of incredulousness. You kind of see that she wants to stir up some crap. Um, I can't remember if we can swear on your show. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you're fine. 
Um, you can tell she kind of wants to stir up some shit because, um, you know, Russell's her guy and, and she's kind of being spurned here and she doesn't like it. And I, I can't guess as to what Dick actually says, but you know Dick's kind of a stand-up guy, if maybe a little clumsy and obtuse at times, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, he is the guy that got up yeah. to go and, and handle the situation, and and uh... yeah, well, it wasn't uh, Dennis, <laughs> their new guy. <laughs> so, Dick, you get to deal with this stuff. I'll I'll handle the floorboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's I think it's yeah. I can't imagine that he's like telling her to get lost, but he's probably saying like this isn't a good time. Wow. See, I was actually I was thinking. You know, I mean, he could have been, I think he might have been saying, though, Russell doesn't love you. He can't he love you. He's, he's, he's going to do this with his wife, you know, continue on. And I mean, that, oh boy, that could be a legit yeah. interpretation, too. Because, I mean, yeah. he could also be saying that out of a, you know, when a friend tells somebody a hard truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he could be telling her that and telling her that in a way, you know, that's like. It's not like Russell doesn't love you. Get lost, you skank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but like you have to stop hanging around because he doesn't love you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate your yeah your initial thoughts. This kind of ties into, in a way, um, just in the the fact that we have a couple interpretations here of sort of Dick's position. Uh, the last minutes that I was on, where Dick did the introduction, and we were kind of trying to figure out. <laughs> You know, did he know or did he not know about the other manager? And like, mm-hmm. um, just kind of trying to read Dick's behavior. And I think all three of us had a slightly different take on yeah. like what well, it could be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe Dick's a complicated guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so part of the lyric here that's happening, I think, at this point is is you know, people run you through. <laughs> I mean, that's. I think. I, I think that's maybe maybe tied in. You know, and and looking at it in this minute by minute way, you know, made me realize that. And it's also it's also, certainly also. I mean, it's 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 Penny's reaction here, but it's also later that is informing me of this this my take on that. So it's uh. So we'll get to that one in a moment, <laughs> or in, in, in a couple weeks, especially. Um. So so. So then we, we, you know, we got Jeff's, you know, saying, so uh, who's going to shoot it? And then there's even the, all these great eye, 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 eye looks back and forth, eye acting, you know, between William and Russell. And, and then Jeff even kind of wraps it up. Um, there, there is a standing up, though, too, uh, parts that, that first William and then Russell. But uh, the who's going to shoot it? And then I, I gave you my takes I just these two different sentences of or, or or two different lines i think that they could both be from the same person but they might be from different people i'm not sure maybe dick in there but dick is dick back no yeah he's art yeah he's gone and I don't, I don't know dick but you know almost almost assuredly this is dennis i mean you even see him kind of gesticulating a little bit <laughs> there at one point but you know in response to Jeff, who's going to shoot it? You know, I love Annie Leibovitz or Neil Preston. And there was a weird in the transcript I got and then re, you know, I edit and give out to my guests. I, I put in Neil Preston. There was some other verbiage there that was like, 
oh, that the person who wrote this just just does not know who Neil Preston is at, the, at that point when they when they typed it, because uh, <laughs> he's he's become much more uh, you know known I think amongst amongst fans of this movie and and especially like if you listen to WTF Mark Maron's podcast and 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 got some got some good stuff on on Cameron Crowe and and uh, some behind the scenes. Uh, knowledge but but you know and, and one of the crazy things for that is is that you know Anna Leibovitz is great and she's she's uh you know at this point I mean uh man at this point did she I forget if she did the initial John Lennon Yoko Ono uh photos but she definitely did the ones at the end of the 70s there right in 80 yeah. even right before his death I believe but um but, I don't know who the the big Rolling Stone photographers were at the time but 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 Cameron definitely puts these two names in. I mean, they're 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 really huge um, now. At least as of two thousand, I mean, they they had gotten a lot bigger, uh, well, better than I. Um, but Neil Preston, I mean, he, he you know, Ian Leibovitz is definitely more the cover type of a photographer in my mind, whereas Neil Preston is just so much more of a live in the act of performance kind of photographer for the bands. And so it would have been a weird thing, I think, if, if you know, because, because it seems like so many of the cover shoots are done on, you know, with, with, with a, with a made up backdrop or what have you, you know, in a studio, but it's just hard to see that happening for Neil, but it's, Hey, it's a great little shout out. He, he gives very, very, or, you know, actually almost more of a behind the scene whisper, you know, practically it's, 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 it's that, it's that low key in the mix at this point. Yeah. His wiki page says that in, in 71, he moved to LA and that's mm-hmm. kind of where, mm-hmm. uh, he started doing a lot of the, the rock photography and whatnot. So the yeah. timing of it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. That, I, I, you know, I'm sure they were both working at this point, but just were they really go? You know, would would they really been in contention? <laughs> and 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 Dennis Hope knowing them well enough at that point to suggest that this could be the case that they that they would be uh, the possible <laughs> likely <laughs> cover photographers. Yeah, photographers. it might also be significant that uh, he was actually like an onset photographer for this film. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, right. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. This this film and many others right around this period, and and, and more shortly, more shortly after them, before Elizabeth Town, and and this film features so many uh, either shout outs or actual like physical yeah, right. cameos of yep. people. Yeah, Peter Peter Frampton, and yeah, and e- and even uh, Cameron Crowe's mother in the in the deleted scene. But she does come back shortly, <laughs> in a few in a few minutes. Um, we and we hear her just a little bit, not as much as we do in that scene, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so then someone else, I think, possibly, but maybe also still, Dennis continues on to say, you know, he said, "I love Annie Leibovitz or Neil Preston, or I, I maybe it's I'd love, you know, essentially trying to say I'd love for either of them to be the photographers." But then he seems to continue saying, "I love Annie's stuff. She does great stuff, you know." So, but it's but it's it's getting to be so low in the mix and so forth. And there's even more after that that I just could not have the heart to try and listen to, you know, volume cranked. It would have been really tough to try to make out unless unless you tried, <laughs> succeeded. But I, I gave you the transcript and yeah, I didn't. Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't try to 
Yeah, I read it, I watched it, but <laughs> I didn't do the forensic. Oh word. sure, oh no, that's fine. Yeah, and and uh, you know, hey, there's just it just continues on with the with the uh, Elton John singing and these great interactions back and forth. Just you know, like I say, and Penny just getting so upset, um, you know, and you know, for for you know the, the line in the lyric and it's in the title, the Mad Hatters parts, and then Sons of Bankers, Sons of Lawyers. It's is it you know it are, are we are we trying to equate that that mad madness and and these other these people the sons of these types of people that would do crazy things or something maybe I wonder if I commented that so much of this scene uh, and the next scene uh, well a little bit of it in the next scene is a lot of like face acting and yeah right and and oh, yeah. non dialogue you know. Yeah, uh, emotion, emoting, um, and uh, of course Mona Lisa is famous for basically that mysterious yeah. smile, wow. the mysterious look. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. I wonder. Oh, cool connection. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's digging too deep, or if that's. Uh, yeah, like I said, I th- I think the way he edited the the music is just, I mean, you know, the, based on the lyrics and what was happening in the lyrics with what what we see, I think it's important. And I think yeah. I. I kind of put the thing, the minute on loop, uh, after we talked about Dick and Penny, and seeing the tail end of that again, she does get pretty upset. So I think he might be right. I think I think he probably there was the resistance, and Penny kind of being playful about it, and he probably just like yeah. broke it down. Yeah, it's not the first thing she said he says to her, but yeah. because she's he's wanting her to leave. You know, as he 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 would prefer it. I think if he if he, if she had just left as soon as he got there, you know, practically, you know, if she had left in the same manner that she, we just barely see at the end of the minute, you know, her starting to run essentially. Well, I mean, she runs she runs away from where they're standing, but then the very last second is like <laughs> a blurry image of. <laughs> he has to say something that upsets her enough that yeah. she leaves the way she does. So, yeah, I think I was. I think I was maybe looking at with a little too much of the the rose colored mm-hmm. glasses, yeah. <laughs> or maybe focusing too much on the the playfulness of, of the initial interaction. And I think that, like, like I was talking about a little bit about the 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 simpleness, maybe ish, what have you, of the of this restaurant, the the interior uh, finishes of the restaurant. This this reddish color that's mainly there. I mean, there's this, like the wood paneling for the bottom half of the walls, <laughs> but, um, very, very seventies. That's for damn sure. Um, but, uh, I, I think, and, and last week or two weeks ago, that is, uh, Chris and Tierney. I mean, they were, and, and, and James even was, was their guest. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they were, they talked a bit about this dress that she's wearing, Penny's wearing, and this kind of, you know, blue on the lighter side of just the you know normal straight blue, and you know I I think again this is matching like these lyrics so well, you know, he's talking you know he's saying, say good morning to the night for unless they see the sky, <laughs> you know, and so I just I just feel like this is so intentional that 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 he goes I need a light bluish, <laughs> slightly light bluish dress for her to wear. It's also interesting and to note that. Penny is wearing a light blue dress, and Leslie yeah. is wearing dark blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Penny is blonde, and Leslie has black hair. Yeah. 
And Penny smiles and Leslie scowls. <laughs> They're kind of like, not mirror images, but like the opposite. Literal yeah, with, opposite with, of each other. Yeah, right. Within a certain framework of women that Russell might be attracted to, say. <laughs> They're, they're on the <laughs> opposite ends of that context, what have But that, that dress really does have, um, that dress really does make Kate stand out <clears throat> in that crowd scene too, because yeah. there is a lot of neutral colors and blacks and browns and some mm-hmm. reds and stuff. And that blue just pops. Like you look across that room and your eyes zeroes in on her immediately. You're not like scanning the background. You're not mm-hmm. being distracted by any kind of movement or whatever. Well, watching it minute by minute, I sure was. I was distracted, like, like like I was mentioning last minute, and there was Beth from Denver there. Well, in this minute, when Penny leaves, this other woman that's been kind of behind her somewhat for most of the time, most of the shots, this kind of almost little bit tiger stripey yeah. <laughs> kind of dress that she's wearing, and and she's she's similar similar to Beth in this kind of longer reddish hair, I think too. But definitely not Beth. Beth had this more like a yellowy kind of uh, jacket on. Brief second or two that we saw her. Um, yeah, so, um, but but crazily, cra- crazily, this other woman in this tiger stripe dress, she leaves right behind Penny. So it's almost like they were together. And maybe Beth was too. Maybe Beth kind of left too. But they, you know, as we'll find out next minute, it doesn't seem like they, any of them are together after this anymore. <laughs> it's really kind of odd. A little bit odd that, that they that they decided to throw Beth in there. But there was also the, uh, again, the director's cut, uh, 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 Untitled, uh, where I talked about uh, the, couple, the couple minutes ago um, that uh, Plexia was there in this, not, not sitting down at the, at, the, at the table. But here in this restaurant, and uh, had this interaction with William, and, and she ends up leaving. Like we, like we hear Penny again a little bit uh, saying, "Plexia." In, in the in the theatrical cut, uh, Penny saying, uh, uh, "Plexia is with." I think off off to England. I do actually yeah. like that edition. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah. I I the, watched. I have the, I have the untitled. Well, yeah, the DVD and, and the Blu-ray. commentary, yeah, too. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so because I was popping that in for the commentary, I yeah. decided to to kind of watch a little bit before to lead into it and pretty much watched right to the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, sure. It's one yeah. of those movies that oh, once yeah. I put it in, like it's hard to stop, but uh, yeah, it's, it is nice because you kind of get a good bite of that character and, and, you know, among other things like that she did with Will. <laughs> yeah. Right. They do. They're of a similar age and, and they kind of yeah, have a bond and they really did seem so. To. Yeah. It's, and that ties in again to what I was talking about with like, there's no small roles in this movie, right? Like um, that scene has weight to me and it's important to me to know what happens to these characters yeah. <laughs> um, as they come in and out. You're happy to see them when they reappear. Uh, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of director's cuts, a lot of extended cuts are literally just like, here's all the stuff that we cut out. Now we can do it because we have the DVD or it's streaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a movie where I, I feel like none of those details bog it down. No, yeah. Like it was literally just, I think, trimmed for theatrical run. And then uh, everything else is yeah. just texture now that it's back well, in. And, yeah. And, 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 and like I've said before, I mean, it was and it, Cameron chose to cut it 
or ch- chose to shoot everything that was in his script, every, at least every bit of dialogue. I believe I would say is right. Yeah. Um, based on Steven Spielberg's <laughs> advice suggestion, <laughs> you know, and 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 I think that uh, yeah, that untitled cut uh, indicates that it's 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 nice that he did that. It's it's a lot of extra, a lot of nice extra stuff that yeah isn't is sure surely heck isn't critical to the plot and to the movie itself but hey, it's fun it's fun stuff that's for sure i wish you did a little more trimming on elizabethtown <laughs> <laughs> okay wow yeah i've only seen that once so far but i actually I really like that know? movie yeah right. but i i have a very definite different starting point i think than cameron crow does <laughs> oh okay so uh, so so later in the story i think it should start the earliest Stuff. With uh, Orlando Bloom's character coming home and setting yeah. up his exercise bike, I think so it may- start maybe just there. a couple like a couple little flashbacks to the time before what happened, kind of, or just they can just be alluded to. Well, throughout the rest of the film, yeah. his they, they, his family doesn't know why he's there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you were like yeah. his family, yeah, mm-hmm. and you were wondering, well, what is the thing? And it's yeah. slowly revealed to you what the fiasco was. So you're kind of getting it twice. Wow. I think I think it would have made it a bit stronger, and he probably could have left in some of the driving and music at the end, and I would I don't think I'd be <laughs> have problems with the pacing. But yeah, it's not that it's like a bad beginning, but I think it would have made the movie more compelling. Yeah. Well, I like it because that's kind of what I went to school for. So <laughs> the pro- product design, essentially, right, the, right. The, Choices made and so forth. Yeah, they. I guess they. I guess they can bite you in the ass. I thankfully, I, I didn't. I didn't continue on with that career. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um. Well, do you think you have any more notes for this minute, or we can get to the like I mentioned next minute dialogueless. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we can probably move on. Okay. So uh, yeah, let us know uh, more about uh, your projects. Uh, well, like I said, I've got uh, two podcasts. One is For Your Consideration, uh, which I do with my co-host Dustin Friesenhan, where we uh, discuss films on the sight and sound, best, greatest movies of all time uh, list. And uh, the other podcast is a podcast named Scooby-Doo, where I'm essentially uh, putting together an oral history of uh, the franchise, which has been running for 50 years and a bit at this point. And uh, I interview... People who've worked on the shows, the comic books. Uh, basically, if you touch the franchise in some way, I'll probably hunt you down and ask you for an interview. Yeah, that's that's a lot of couple couple uh, uh, really cool things that you're doing there. I've enjoyed some episodes of, of each. I haven't say I've <laughs> gone back and tried to listen to everything yet, but uh, maybe at some point I will. Be able no to. worries. Love it. Um, I got a couple yeah. movies by minute podcasts in the wings, so yeah. we'll see. Wow. Um, yeah, so speaking of which, uh, moviesbyminutes.com is the website where you can go and see all currently, I believe, we're at 190. <laughs> so we're closing on 200 total different shows. Wow. Um, almost almost totally different. I think there's a couple that are kind of <laughs> repeat-ish in there between sequels or something or something a little, a little weird with a couple of them. I won't name names right now. But, <laughs> but um yeah, so so we'll be there pretty soon, I think, in the couple next couple of few months here, sometime mid twenty twenty one, maybe, where we'll hit two hundred, I bet. Um, but uh, I really appreciate the yeah, and I just had uh, the the three or four weeks ago now, Alex Robinson on, and he and Pete the Retailer do the Star Wars minute, uh, which really 
podcast, which got me in the mindset of possibly doing this and ended up happening. And they're the granddaddies of the whole format. Yeah. Um, and you and I'll throw out the, that you can contact me directly, uh, privately, via email at uh, almostfamousminute at gmail.com. And go search us out on Facebook and Twitter and what have you. We have our page and we have our group called Band-Aids, Band-Aids Listener Society. So find all that great stuff that way. Uh, I will mention uh, I, I do appreciate Harmon Audio for supplying... Uh, the AKG Lyra microphone that I'm currently talking into. Hopefully you've enjoyed uh, listening via th- through this mic and it sounds good to you. And they even also uh, threw in uh, uh, headphones, which are wonderful. Hearing how it all works uh, <laughs> through through these great headphones. Um, so cool. uh, thanks thanks so, Mike, so much, Mike. Um, I, you think you'll be able to make it back for the next minute, as I was mentioning? I think I can uh, move some things around. I appreciate it. So uh, we'll be back here in next week for Minute 89. Until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.